starting at verse 1, Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, I'm going to continue. There's a river that the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. We know the word of God is already blessed. Amen. Can we just praise him for his word that continues to bless us even today? As stated earlier, we're going to conclude the message the Lord has sent us, conquering the unexpected storm. And just to uh, kind of bring us up to date, we talked about the storms that we have time to prepare for and then those that we do not. There are times that we're able to get the things that we need, so to speak, in a literal storm. And times we're able to gather together and um, kind of hunker down until the storm passes. But then there are those times that the storms hit us unexpectedly. The times that we're laid off or we lose a loved one or um, different things that hit our life that we did not foresee. And those are the unexpected storms. But God is so good. He's the same God that prepares us beforehand um, in the unexpected times. He's still that same powerful God. And so that leads me to believe if he's the same, then there's something that is required of me in those times. And so God has sent us this word. And on last week, we ended on um, the fact that God strengthens us to go through the storm. He does not uh, all the time take care of it for us, but there are times that he gives us the strength or he allows us to operate in his strength so that we might weather the storm appropriately. Amen. So I want you to know this. Um, God would not send a word about unexpected storms unless it was necessary. He's not wasteful. He's not a wasteful God. Anything he does, it serves purpose. There's meaning behind it. And we have an obligation, a responsibility to position ourselves to understand what God is trying to say to us. So I am of the mind to believe that we're either, some of us, battling an unexpected storm. We're weathering and navigating a storm right now, or one is upon us. But anyone who is under the sound of this message, it is for you, from the youngest to the oldest person, because God is not wasteful. Amen? So God is sending us a word, and I would um, ask you, I would um, uh, beg you or plead with you to take heed to the word God has sent us. Amen? So we ended last week, again, on the fact that uh, God will sometimes call us to forge ahead in the storm, that he will 
instruct us to ride it out. When we are tempted to quit and we want to stop, God will instruct us to continue to move it forward. Somebody say, you got to ride it out. He wants you to know that he's not coming to snatch you out of this one. You've got to feel everything. You've got to endure everything. The winds that blow, you've got to endure them. Uh, the waves that crash against the ship, you've got to be rocked in that. But you've got to stand in faith that God is with you. And because he's with you, he will not allow the storm to overtake you. Hallelujah. Again, tell him you got to ride this one out. This is not a time to quit. This is not a time to give in. This is not a time to abandon ship. And sometimes God will tell you to go through to keep moving forward. He will tell you that it's necessary that you endure the winds and the waves of your life. And in doing so, there are a couple things that will happen on the inside of you that God wants us to share today. There are many things that take place, but there's a couple he wants us to share today. And the first thing uh, he wants you to know is that you will learn to recognize his voice. Why is that important? Because oftentimes in the midst of a storm, I have found that you're distracted by many voices. And sometimes we don't know when it's our flesh and we don't know when it's the spirit. We don't know when God is leading us. We don't know when our flesh is leading us because sometimes even in the midst of a storm, in the midst of your enduring, God will cause you to do some things that are uncomfortable and scary for you. Can you imagine going toward the storm and not turning away? Sometimes God will cause you, though the waves be higher than you, and though the winds be stronger than you, and though the clashing of thunder might shake the very foundation of where you are, yet and still God will say, move forward, don't you dare turn back. And though you might be tempted to, God's word for you today in this moment is you've got to ride it out. Yeah. So it's important that we recognize his voice. Now, I want to tell you something. According to some things that I read during my time of study, um, that there's this one company called uh, Mayersk, and Mayersk has a, a headquarters. They own uh, many, many ships. They have a very successful business. And at their headquarters, there's a room that has massive screens. There are just screens that are so big all over the room. There are computers. And in this room, there are uh, uh, meteorologists. There are other captains. There are executives. There are, in, 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 in other words, very important people in this room. And so their job is to come during a storm and look at the direction and the power and the strength of the storm and then relay the messages and the instructions, the directions to the captain of the ship. Mm -hmm. So then what happens is the captain has a choice. He can either choose to obey, to receive and obey what he hears uh, the, the instructions from the headquarters be, or he can choose to go by what he sees and make his own decision. So it is for some of us today. Some of us are in a position where God is giving us the instructions. God is speaking to us and he's giving us the right way to go. He's giving us direction. He's telling us what to do. He's telling us when to go left and he's telling us when to go right and when to forge ahead. But because what we see is so much bigger hallelujah it's so much bigger 
bigger than we can comprehend because what we see and what we feel does not feel good. We are tempted to be moved by our own senses instead of obeying what God has to say. But I want you to know something. The reason the people in the room are important to the captain on the ship in the midst of the storm is because they have a point of view he does not. And God wants you to know he sees it from a different view than you do. He sees what the other side looks like. He sees that just over this wave, there's a minute of calmness that you'll endure. And if you turn left, you run into danger. If you turn right, you run into danger. But God said, if you'll trust me enough to move forward, I will get you in the calm of the storm. So... I need you to understand the reason this room is so important and filled with so many important people is because what's on the ship and the ship itself has value to them. Hallelujah. There are, they said, millions of dollars invested into the cargo and into the making of the ship. So uh, the people in the room do not want the ship to sink. They don't, want, they don't want the ship to crash. And can I tell you that our father views you as valuable? He views what's within you as valuable. He views what you carry as valuable. And because of that, he will not allow you to sink and he will not allow you to crash. Somebody said you got to ride it out. So... You, believers, you have a choice. You can hear, receive, and obey. Or you can allow what you see and the winds to send you in a different direction. You have a choice. I can't make the choice for you. Can I tell you something? God's not going to make the choice for you. He's going to relay the information you need to walk in victory. But it's up to you to not just tell him yes, but to walk out a yes. Because many of us are good at declaring yes to your will, God, and yes to your way. It sounds real good. We know when to lift our hands. We know when to cry out yes. But there's a difference in saying yes and walking out a yes. So God is saying, I'm going to give you the information to make it through this. But it's up to you whether or not you navigate this thing successfully. It's up to you whether or not you conquer the storm successfully. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm not going to remove the thunder. I'm not going to quiet the waves. I'm not going to steal the wind because it's necessary that you feel it. Because as you're rocking in the winds of the storm, I'm removing some stuff from within you. As you're rocking in the winds of the storm, I'm awakening some stuff within you. As you're rocking, hallelujah, in the winds of the storm, hallelujah, you're finding out things about yourself I need you to see and place before me. So it's necessary that you be rocked in the winds of the storm. Tell your neighbor, don't abandon ship. Hallelujah. The loud noise and all of the stuff you're enduring is necessary for you.
that you might be who God has called you to be, hallelujah, that you might do what God has called you to do, that you might go where God has called you to go. Don't you know he has need of you? But God, again, is not wasteful. If you will not adhere to what he's instructing you to do, if you will not walk out your yes, he's not interested in a facade. He's not interested in your plastic fake worship. He's not interested in that. He's looking for the pure at heart, those that want him for real, those that want to go where he's leading us for real, those that want to be who he's called us to be for real, those that want to see people be saved, healed, and delivered for real, those that will cry out when it's uncomfortable for you, those that will remain faithful when it doesn't feel good to you, that's who he's after. So what the storm does is it weeds out the fake from the real. Because if you're fake and you're phony, you won't survive. The storm will take you under. The storm will wipe you out. Because your only means of survival in a storm is God. He's your life jacket. He's your lifeboat. Hallelujah. The only way you'll walk in victory is that you stay with God. Somebody say ride it out. Talking about conquering the unexpected storms. Stuff that comes and rock you. The second thing he wants us to know is that you're about to see what you're working with. And what he wants you to understand is that some of you, some of us, think too low of ourselves. And we wait for someone to come. And pull us out and we wait for someone to come and give us a word. And we wait for someone to call us and, 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 and uh, um, uh, what's the word? Confirm what God has spoken. But he's needing you to move or to stand still at the very, or to go at the very word that comes from him. Not to look for anybody else. I thank God for times that he used somebody to confirm. I thank God for the times that I've turned on the television set and what I needed to hear was right there. I thank God for putting a song on the radio that I needed to hear and it encouraged me in the place I found myself. I thank God for my uh, accountability partners who will call and say, come on here, you can make it, you can do it, you're doing a good job, God is with you. I thank God for all of that. But there is nothing like hearing God himself speak to me. Hallelujah. And there's nothing like being backed up in a corner with your back against the wall to discover the fight that you have on the inside of you. When you're in a corner and you don't know how you're going, you, you take a dog that has obeyed its master all of its life. If you keep beating that dog and you back that dog in a corner and it becomes you or them, that dog's going to bite you. It doesn't care that you fed it. It doesn't care that you're the one that has taken it on walks. It doesn't care how much you've spent on vet bills and grooming. If you back it up against a corner, there's something that switches on the inside of it that causes it to attack even you when you're mistreated. So it is for us. 
believers, sometimes when God is trying to show us and tell us who we are and we're just not grasping it. Come on, you've seen the people that come to the altar and for a minute they walk off and they're filled and they're happy, but there's a switch that takes place at the first hint of trouble, at the first hint of a trial or a test. They begin to switch back and revert to what they used to be. Come on. So God has to allow certain things to hit our lives to back us in a corner that we might discover what's in us and you realize that what you've relied on other people to be for you you realize that what you've looked to other people to do for you you've had on the inside of you the whole time so in this you discover what's in you you discover your fight in a storm you discover the, the power of the Holy Spirit in the storm. You dis uh, discover the power of prayer in the, in the storm. And you discover the power in obedience. The power of obedience in the storm. You discover there's power in obedience. Hallelujah. In obeying what the Lord tells you to do, there's power there. Glory to God. And your testimony will be not that the storm wiped you out. It will be that the storm saved my life. Hallelujah. You're, you'll begin to give God praise for the thing that had you crying, for the thing that caused you discomfort, for the thing you did not understand and did not like and did not ask God for. You'll find yourself on the other side giving God praise for it. God, thank you for the storm. I didn't think I was going to survive it. I didn't think I'd make it through it but God on the other side I see what you were working and I'm better now than I was then so God I thank you for the storm tell somebody your testimony is about to change it's about to be I'm better because of the storm because I found the supernatural power that was working on the inside of me and I learned how to steer through the storm instead of being pushed by the wind. I, I learned how to steer through the storm instead of being pushed around by the storm. Hallelujah. There's a prophetic word God wants me to share with you today and I pray that you'll receive it hallelujah God says that your life is about to be better that there's about to be a switch in your life because you've obeyed you've remained faithful you've stayed the course you did not abandon ship when others walked away you continue to tell God yes and walk that thing out when it was easier for you to quit you kept telling God yes and because of that there's about to be a turnaround in your life and God says your testimony is going to be that my life is better because of the storm. Hallelujah. You've had to make some uncomfortable decisions, some unpopular decisions in the midst of this time. Hallelujah. You've had to move in faith when you did not see how it would work together. But because God gave a word, you obeyed him. Hallelujah. You made the choice to obey and God's going to make a choice to reward you. When everyone around you said you're heading straight for failure, there's no way you're going to make it. There's no way that's going to work. There's no way they're going to help you. There's no way this can come together. God is going to make that thing work for you. But listen to this. He's going to make it better than you expected. Somebody say, I receive it. 
And he said, just to give you an indication of what he means, this is straight from the heart of God. He says, you remember Katrina? And you remember how some people were living before Katrina? And do you remember how people were living after Katrina? Some people had better houses. Some people lived, uh, uh, drove better cars as a result. Some people were able to send their kids to college. And there were things that took place that made their lives better. God said, just like that natural storm made their lives better, this spiritual storm is going to make your life better hallelujah somebody say I believe so just as there are times that God would instruct us to forge ahead and to ride it out there are also times that he'll tell us to dock our ship hallelujah and pull up to the next to the nearest port and be still until the storm passes I need you to understand that being still does not mean do nothing some of us have it twisted. We believe God just told me to be still, so I'm just waiting on him. No, no, there's still a responsibility that you have to do everything God tells you to do. Even in your stillness, there are instructions for you. Come on. That's not just for you to just sit down and wait for God to give you further instructions. No, it's not for you to just stop what you're doing or, 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 or just be still and I'm waiting on God to do it. No, you still have a responsibility to work that thing out for yourself. Being still does not mean do nothing but where you dock or anchor your boat is important I want you to hear this because not every dock is built to handle the weight of what you are ah! not every dock is built to carry the weight to handle the weight that you carry Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. And some of us have connected to things that have caused us to struggle more than we were before we hooked up with them. Some of us are connected to the wrong folk and we're connected to the wrong places and we end up being harmed instead of help. You got to watch where you dock your boat. We have to know that what we're connecting to, hallelujah, is set up, to handle where I am and where I'm going. Lord. Whoa, that's good news to me. Here are a few types of ports or people God wants you to stay clear of, especially during a storm. There's something called a seaport, S-E-A port. But these are the people who just want to see, S-E-E, -E, see you go through. They just want to see you hurt. They want to see you suffer. They aren't interested in helping you. They celebrate the fact that you're going through. See, I told you he was. I told you she was. See, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it wasn't going to come together. See, I knew they would fail, and I knew it wouldn't work out, and I knew that church wasn't going to be about nothing. I knew that job wasn't going to be about. Told you they couldn't preach. Told you they couldn't teach told you they wouldn't last told you they wouldn't survive they just want to see stay clear from folk who just want to see then there's something called a fishing port lord ah yes god some of us are hooking up with fishing ports people that are fishing for juice they just want to know what's going on so they can run, call up their buddy on the phone. Girl, she just told me such and such, and he just told me such and such. They, they hook up with you, and they want you to hook up with them that, so they can get the juice. Somebody say the juice. They fishing for juice. Asking you more questions than they're offering you encouragement. They want the juice. Then there's something called an inlet port. <laughs> 
that's good to me. Those are just the people who want to be in your business. Lord, they just want to know. Somebody told me this once, and I hope they listen to the podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I hope they listen to it. Somebody told me once, you're so private. You don't tell nobody nothing. I mean, simple things that don't even matter. You don't even share. It doesn't even matter. If you wrote a book, it would be a bestseller because everybody buy it. They inland poet. They just want to be in my business. So watch out for folk who just want to be in your Tell somebody, get out of my business. You want to know how I did it? How it works? What did I do? How you ain't working? How y'all do that? None of your business. How about you get out of mine and get in yours so your life can get together? How about that? I'm going to move on from there because some personal stuff rolling up. Then you got something called a warm port. And these are the people who are lukewarm. Uh-huh. They're too low and they lack the spiritual maturity to handle where you are. These are the people who would justify your mess instead of correcting you in your mess. These are the people that would tell you, go on and quit. It's too hard for you. This thing is never going to change. You've been dealing with this long enough. Go on and leave him, girl. Go on and leave him. Go on and leave a man. Go on and walk away from that. I'm going to quit that job. Tell him off one good time. These are lukewarm people who are too low spiritually to handle the weight of who you are. Because someone who's spiritually equipped to handle you and handle what you carry will tell you, get yourself together. You better get somewhere fast and pray, square your shoulders, hold your head up. You're going to see this thing through. God said, keep moving forward. You better move forward. Don't you dare think about quitting. Don't you dare throw in the towel. You better watch who you're connecting with. Because if you don't have the ability to see beyond where I am, you have no business connected to me. Because if where I am makes you comfortable and you don't want to see me go any further, then you're not the right one. I need somebody in my life who's going to push me and say, you can do better. Come on, come on. There's a higher thing that God's calling you to. You can go further than you are. This is bigger than just this. Come on. You got to get your vision clear. I need somebody who's saying, girl, you tired? I hold your arms up. Come on. I got you. I need someone who when I'm asleep or crying in the midnight hour, they're on their face laboring for me in the spirit. You got to watch who you're connected with. Those that will cover me and pray for me and not expose me at the first chance they get. Watch your connections. Got to connect to the right place and to the right people. Because let me tell you something in the literal sense of what happens when a ship connects to the wrong dock in a storm specifically. What happens is if the ship is too big and it has too much cargo, the weight of what it carries is too heavy. When the winds blow, it begins to hurt or harm itself because it knocks against the dock. So instead of a proper dock will sustain you, you can't move. The winds are blowing, but you're still because I'm equipped to handle you, right? But when it's an improper dock, when you've connected to the wrong one, when the winds blow, so do you. And as they continue to blow, you knock against the dock. But listen to this. What happens is not only do you destroy, is the ship destroyed on the side that constantly hits, but the dock is too. 
So some of you are walking around trying to be big stuff and prophesy to folk and be in that ear telling them what thus said the Lord. And you're not even equipped to walk in that place. And not only do you cause them harm, but you end up harming yourself too. Because you're not what you think you, what you think you are. You're not ready for what you think you're ready for. God is saying, let me work. You make it through the storm before you try to help somebody else through theirs. Can I get you to not quit? Can I get you to tell me yes and walk it out before you go and try to prophesy to somebody else? Everything I've ever sent your way, you quit. I can't get you to be faithful to the little thing I've called you to, but you in somebody else's ear. I can't get you. I can't get you to just make it an intercessory prayer. But you got a prophetic word. How about I prophesy to you, tell you to be on time? Not because I've asked you to, but because that's order and it works in you discipline. So the fact, let me, let me just tell you something about Pastor and I. The fact that you can't be on time tells me something about your discipline life. So if you're wondering why you're still sitting, look at your life. I'm quiet on purpose. You ain't never on time? Never. When the pastors have specifically asked you to be in place, you're never on time, but you want to operate. It got real quiet. But you want to operate. So if you were wondering, why you're not, there you go. It, it works in you discipline. It works something in you. Not, look, I'm not trying to embarrass you or put you on blast. I'm not. This is the same thing I'll say to you in private and to some of you I have. This is the same thing I will say. But listen, it works something in you. It's not about appearance. It's not about filling up a room. I don't care about that. It's about what's working on the inside of you, what it works in you. It works a lifestyle of discipline and order and the spirit of excellence. That works for you, not just for what you do in this house, but when you begin to walk in what God has called you to out there. What we instruct you to do in here is not just for here. It's to work in you what you need for out there. So you can allow the noise and how much you dislike it and how much you don't agree with it and how uncomfortable it is to cause you to miss what God is working in you. Somebody say conquer the storm. So we got to do what God calls us to do. We got to obey him so that we can walk in the places he's purposed for our lives. We've got to write it out. And we've got a dock in a safe harbor. And another word for harbor is a safe haven. We've got to be smack dab in the middle of God's will. That's the safest place for us. In the will of God. And we, got to have, we have to have the mindset that whether my crew comes with me or not, I'm putting my anchor down right here in this harbor because God has instructed me to be still. And he instructed me to be still right here. So everything he instructs me to do, I'm going to do that I might obtain the victory that he promises is mine on the other side of this storm. 
So this one, believers, you got to ride it out or you got to be still until it passes. You got to do exactly what God tells you to do. Every instruction he gives you, no matter how uh, simple it might seem, it's working for you. There's a purpose behind it. God does not speak just to speak. Everything about him says purpose. Hallelujah. The wind that blows, the trees that grow, everything about him has purpose. And so do you. And you're of value to him. Y'all can stand. You're of value to him. So he's in a control room, so to speak, and he's giving you the instructions. He's saying, no, 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 right here. I need you to go forward. I need you to point straight ahead. This is not going to take you out. And no, no matter how bad it gets, stay the course. <laughs> because on the other side of this, there's a calmness you've never experienced. There's a peace you've never experienced. On the other side of this, there's a life. Hallelujah, that's better than what you've been asking me for. See it through. Write it out. It's working for you. Amen? He has given us what we need to conquer the storm. He's given us what we need that the storm might not uh, uh, wipe us out. But we'll be able to steer through the storm effectively and come out exactly where he wants us. Amen? Amen. Give God praise by putting your hands together. Thank you, Pooh. Thank you so much. Let's pray real quick and then we'll open the altar. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us enough to send us the word, God. We thank you for a word of instructions and correction, God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we not be offended by your word, but we be made better by your word. That we take an honest look at ourselves and see the times that perhaps we did not obey you, that we did not go the way you've called us to. And we thank you for another opportunity to ride this thing out the right way. God, we thank you for your word, your promises, God, that promise that we will have the testimony, hallelujah, that we're better after the storm than we were before. God, I thank you for being our refuge and for being our strength, that we're able to operate in your strength, hallelujah, to navigate this, this storm in a victorious way. God, we pray that even in the midst of that we still live a life that gives you glory, that we be mindful of you the way you're mindful of us. And Lord, we trust you to go where you send us, to do what you instruct us to do, to be still when you tell us to and to move when you tell us to. We trust you. More than what we see and more than what we feel, we trust the word of the Lord. So, God, thank you for training us to hear you. And thank you for taking us through that we might realize what's working in us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that calls us, causes us to walk in victory that we don't even have to fight for. Thank you for that. So, Father, I pray right now that this word continues to minister to all of us. That you continue to speak and add to. Hallelujah. This word that we might be who you've called us to be and do what you've called us to do. Lord, we want you to be glorified in the earth. We want to point others to you. Hallelujah. We want others to seek you like they've never sought you before. So God, give us a heart of obedience that we might lift you up and you draw them to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.